Welcome to the comedy podcast, a crazy little thing called Love Dev. It's episode 61. Asda Bulance. It's that time again, I'm back again, it's time for Love Dev. He's a crazy little thing called Love Dev. <laughs> I'm absolutely bored, and one of my neighbours is getting his drive done, and I can hear him cutting through the bricks, so you might have some interference. <laughs> I think I've lost the plot, guys. Over lockdown. I need a gig. <laughs> I need to get back on stage. I'm absolutely, I don't know, I'm stressed out. Right, I've got me coffee and I've got my crazy little thing called Love Dev Mug. Available if you want it, let me know, drop a message. What should we say? £10? £10 is alright for a mug, is it? Okay, £8 to you. If you message me on my Facebook or Instagram, which some of you should be following me by now, Love Dev Barpeg, I'm sure you're able to spell it. Maybe I'll put it down in the description box. I keep saying that and then I forget to do it. <laughs> Let me know. If you're in the UK, I'll give it you for £8, right? If you're abroad, I really don't know what I'm going to do. It's going to cost me more money to send it to you than the actual price of the mug. So that's absolutely pointless. I've got a new bit of the set, a new section, shall I say. We'll do that a bit later on, so we'll see how that goes. Um, uh, how's my week been? How's your week been? Week's been normal. Not a lot has gone on. Apart from, got myself a new jizab job. <laughs> yeah, so basically I'm doing uh, back on the COVID scene again. I know, I'm like a COVID, you know what you call it, and I just I just love COVID, don't I? I just can't get... Can't get enough of the COVID. <laughs> but I've joined an agency and the agency has provided me to work in a... It's a hub. So what the council is starting to do now, Birmingham Council, apparently. Peterborough, part of it as well. Miles away. Remember Peterborough? What I talked about in one of my other episodes. That is the worst place to live in the UK. <laughs> so they're doing it as well. But it's a little hub. And it's a rapid test. So people come in with booked appointments. Also, they can walk in. Um, so if you say, like, you got to go somewhere and you're not sure if you're safe enough to go into that building, you would come in, we'll do a quick swab, I enter your details onto the computer, and then you get your results within an hour. Takes half an hour to do the test. We get the results in half an hour. I think it takes overall an hour. For the person to receive the results. But uh, so I did my first day on Tuesday, gone. And it was, it was all right. I was enjoying it, you know, because you get to meet different people. Like I said, I, I enjoy meeting public. But what happens is occasionally you'll get somebody in and they'll pretend they haven't got no symptoms. So, first of all, you're not allowed in. If you've got any symptoms, runny nose, you've got a cough, you lost the smell and taste, the big ones. You're not coming in. You'll get turned away. So I think few people are using it and abusing the system. 
and they will say, no, I don't have any of them symptoms, and they have got it, or they feel run down or tired, fatigue, and they still come in and get a test done. But the problem with that is we've got to shut down the whole place. <laughs> you should see it, though. It's hilarious. Like, there's only a few of us in there. There's like four or five people in one little pod, um, which is basically a truck that's been converted into a, a little hub. And, um, yeah, you'll, you, one of the nurses will go, stop, everybody stop. We've got a positive, stop, stop. It's like, a, it's crazy, man. Right, shut the doors. Don't let anyone in. If there's somebody is in, right, kick them out. We've got to deep clean the whole place. Oh, you got to clean the whole place again. Oh, it's crazy, man. So my first day, we had four. <laughs> we had four positive people. And that means we had to stop four times, which causes delays on other people that are waiting. It's a bit annoying. So that's my new job. But I mean, I'm still doing the other NHS stuff on the side. But this one pays a little bit better. We'll be honest. It's different. It's a different type of work, which I like. I like doing new. I like a I like a challenge, which is why I like going to bear pit gigs. You know, the real rundown gigs where people just shout at you to get off stage. I love gigs like that. So why not work in that kind of thing? All I can hear is some someone drilling behind me. <laughs> Apologies if you can hear that noise. I don't know if you can. Remember I was looking after this. I don't know if I told you guys I was looking after somebody who had COVID in a hospital. Unfortunately, he passed away on Friday, I was told. I mean, he was the doctors told us he was going to go, you know. So he's gone now. So I've actually been on a COVID ward and seen somebody die uh, from COVID-related illnesses. I mean, he had underlying issues, but pretty sad, you know. Made, uh, made, me, made me think about my own life a lot. I mean, that could have been me on that bed. So I'm going to try and work a lot harder. Especially when the gigs start coming back. I'm going to work a lot harder now. I mean, I was before, to be honest. I was working really hard. Like, I was really happy with my set. Um, I was happy with a few gags of mine. I worked with a very good friend. And he, like, we both went over my stuff. And polished a few of my jokes. And I was very confident, you know. But hopefully, fingers crossed, man. Things, I need them to go back to normal. I know all of you do. I know. I know you do. I'm, I'm, I can hear your pain as well. Apart from that, we're going to do a new bit of my section. So we can do it now, actually. Should we do it? It's similar to No Stupid Questions, but it's not the No Stupid Questions. This one's called, so What the Hell Do You Want to Know? I asked on Facebook, What Shall I Talk About? And a comedian called Ash Preston said, Who Invented the Skip? That's his question. What do you want to know, Ash Preston? Shout out to Ash Preston. Ash Preston wants Preston. <laughs> That's a mouthful, isn't it? Ash Preston. I can't even say. Ash Preston. That's it. I've got to take my time. <laughs> I've got a feeling he's having me on here. Because there's an episode of Alan Partridge. If you've never seen Alan Partridge, it's a, it's... A radio host is played by a comedian named Steve Coogan. Alan Partridge is a, a proper character. He's a radio DJ. And on one of his episodes, somebody asks, who invented the skip? <laughs> question of the day. But it's a very interesting question. 
Who did invent the skit? I would like to know. For those of you in America, it's called a dumpster. That's what we're talking about. You know, where you dump your rubbish. We call it a skip. Not as in a skip where you got a skipping rope. But yeah, we call it a skip. Oh, it was invented by... Yeah, here we go. The invention of the modern skip. I'm about to Google it. So the modern skip is a very large container. It's normally yellow. And it enables storage of unwanted items and it can be transported on the back of a lorry. It was invented in the UK by Edwin Walker in 1922. There you go. He was an employee of a lorry manufacturer and he was keen to develop a system of bulk disposables that was less reliant on the horse and cart from the traditional rag and bone man. So the lorry transportable skip was his solution and it quickly caught on. There you go. I don't even know if he could pattern it because there's loads of skip companies now. <laughs> that was the, what do you want to know, Ash Preston? He probably already knows this. He's just winding me up, I reckon. Well, I can't blame him. <laughs> I mean, I can get wind up easily. You know, I'll tell you one thing I used to get wind up at was uh, when we had to do physical restraints training. Like, when I first started my job working with people with learning disabilities for another NHS trust, not the one I currently work for, but another one, uh, hospital outside the UK people. So we have to, you have to do training, kind of like uh, self-defense training, more or less. And we learnt one, right? <laughs> it was called Studio 3 Training. The reason they called it Studio 3, because the inventor of that training, the physical restraint training, he was uh, learning it and he would come up with all these skills like using martial arts and all that. And it was, and they all did it in a studio, Studio 3. I don't know where that Studio 3 is, but it was called Studio 3. So they named it after that. And you're supposed to do a yearly recap on the training. Every year you have to do a training. One of the worst trainings I ever, ever dreaded. I absolutely hated it. Because the reason was, like, first of all, the training never worked. <laughs> you'd put these patients in a hold, or you got to escort them with another member of staff in this hold, and they would get out of it. They were strong. It never worked. It never, ever worked. You know, like when they grab your wrist and you got to do something to get out of that wrist wrist grab. That never worked. We used to get scratched all the time. We used to get my hair pulled, pinched. <laughs> and that was at the training. Because <laughs> the guy who used to train us, um, I forgot his name now, but he was a right character. He, he used to do role plays. He got, I'll pretend to be a patient. And we all had to stand around in a circle. And he would just go crazy. He'd run at us. He'd attack us. Oh, we'd have to try and grab it and get out of it. And oh, it was horrible, man. Studio 3 is a waste of time. And if that trust is listening to me now, you need to get rid of it. And you need to stop what you're doing with the role playing. Because the trust I work for now, they don't do that. They've got a different type of training, which is called averts. There's averts. There's mapper. There's um, another one, but they're all very similar to each other. And none, none of the training, the, the guys, the trainers don't go crazy on you. I remember I used to go home and my wrist would be killing me. 
<laughs> I'd have sore wrists, sore arms, sore hands, and I used to be drained. I'm sure we used to go to the pub after that training. It was that terrible. We needed a drink after that Studio free. That was horrible, that was. <laughs> Got um, some other good news. So those of you who do watch the UK Pornoff show online at 7pm GMT, that's UK time, you got the Leicester Comedy Festival is supposed to start next month. Obviously, it's not going to go ahead again this year because of COVID. So I think this what they're doing is they're doing a few online shows and on the pun day, it's, a, it's an actual pun day, I think, is it worldwide? I think it's worldwide, or it's UK-based. It's on the 8th of February, which is a Monday, UK pun-off day. Um, they have the UK pun championships. They're supposed to have it every year. Obviously, I won it back in 2017. Last year's winner was Adele Cliff, uh, the first queen, the reigning queen of the UK pun champions. So now, because we do our pun-off show, the Leicester Comedy Festival want to work with us. So basically, we're going online, but we're going big this time. We're not going to have 20, 30 views, viewers. We're going to have a full arena. Hopefully, I'm, I'm fingers crossed, it's over the 100 mark. Um, it's a ticketed event. If you want to check that out, do have a look. Just type in UK Pond off Leicester Comedy Festival show, and you'll find a link there where you could just go on there and buy a ticket. It'll probably give you you know, um, a link to the actual event and stuff. So check that out. That'll be good. I had a good one, actually, for the UK pun-off. I've done a couple of jokes on the end. You know, my jokes are terrible. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. But as you know, it keeps me writing. So let's do them. Let's unleash. Probably some of you are, like, dreading this bit. <laughs> some of you probably fast-forward in this section. I really don't blame you. I'm going to tell you the topic, and then I'm going to read out the pun. This one is the Midlands. It's very niche, I'm afraid. If you don't know the Midlands, you probably won't get it. And if you're outside the UK, I'm really, really sorry. Asians can't pronounce Wolverhampton properly. Many of them call it Bulbulhampton. But since the lockdown, it's known as Bubblehampton. <laughs> <laughs> bubble Hampton because everyone's in a bubble right the, the next one I googled the worst hit places of CV19 and it kept showing me Coventry Midlands medieval kings show no mercy <laughs> quite like that it's a bit clever right here we go show business I might have to explain some of these jokes Mr. Potato Head, he's into shore business. A shore is the top of a potato that is popping out of the soil. It's called a shore. He's into shore business. Okay, move on. <laughs> uh, the flu and the COVID-19 on Instagram are the biggest influenza. <laughs> As in influencers. Anyway. <laughs> Icons, as in iconic people. Kamala Harris should change her role to Spice President. 
If the Lord of the Rings writer were still alive, he'd be walking, talking, living large. <laughs> Don't bother giving Vincent Van Gogh advice. It goes in one ear and out the lug. -er. <laughs> out the lug. -er. Chemistry. There we go. I wrote a joke about acid attack victims. It wasn't very appealing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bad. I know. Sexy chemicals, I have my eye on you. I brought down outside the RAC. It's a breakdown service. I brought down outside the RAC. They sent someone over to comfort me. Well, at least I had a hard shoulder to cry on. Wee. Alcohol. To infinity and beer on. Bud Lightyear. My biggest, the biggest alcoholic on EastEnders was probably Martini McCutcheon. <laughs> Martini McCutcheon. Yes, they are very all local UK reference based. Apologies to those of you who are international listeners. I know there's a lot of you because I've been keeping an eye on the Buzzsprout um, server provider for my podcast tells me which countries what listeners are listening to so i know there's someone in france i don't know where my yemen listeners gone yemen listeners disappeared <laughs> which is a bit weird because i'm still number one there unless there's no other no other comedy podcast lands at yemen just mine <laughs> racist okay <laughs> Here is a no stupid question. Now, I don't know if it's a no stupid question. First of all, I don't think you should be coming on the internet and asking this question because you really you should be going to your doctor and finding out before putting it on the internet. <laughs> it's been posted by Eden1914. 1914, in other words. <laughs> on the Reddit, it says... Cockroach got stuck in my ear and then it vanished. Did it go all the way through? <laughs> a cockroach went in your ear and vanished. Now that's a dilemma right there. Cockroaches are pretty big. If it went in your ear, I don't, can cockroaches eat your eardrum? Uh, they say that we swallow spiders, don't they? They say we swallow... We swallow? <laughs> We swallow about at least three or four, is it, in our lifetime? I'm not sure if that is true. I mean, I wouldn't know. I have swallowed a moth once. Not on purpose, but I was cycling and a moth flew into my mouth. <laughs> and all I could taste was salt. I'm sure it was a moth. I don't think it was a fly. <laughs> it was horrible, man. Oh, it was nasty. But yeah, if I cut... Uh, if your head feels funny, then the cockroach might still be in your head. Eden1914. I'm not too sure. I want to read. Uh, he's put a bit more on his post. So I want to see what he says. He said, it happened right before I hit REM, sleep. I was very disintorient. Disintorient. What? <laughs> I was very disintoriented. Can't even say the word, man. And started shaking my head widely. The noise of the roach in my ear was horrific, but then it all stopped. 
when I gathered myself and quickly flushed my ear with vegetable oil. Okay, it's supposed to be olive oil in it. Still nothing, no movement at all, but I didn't feel the roach fall out when I thrashed my head. Did the roach squeeze all the way through my ear? I can't go to the ER anytime soon. I'm guessing that's A&E for us UK people. So you couldn't get to A&E anytime before because of work. It's forcing me to do mandatory overtime. And if I'm late or call one of one more be- time before February, I'll be terminated. Right. I think he's trying to say that he couldn't call in sick because if he does, they're just going to get rid of him from work. <laughs> and another thing is, would your boss believe you that? I mean, the UK, I've not, we probably have got cockroaches, but I've never seen them. <laughs> the only time I've seen a cockroach, probably mentioned this in my one of my early on pass, podcasts, I bought a mouse, right? Like a computer mouse from China. And when I opened the box, a cockroach fell out. <laughs> and it was still alive. <laughs> uh, it wasn't alive for very long. People have said you wouldn't be able to hear if it went all the way through. Probably fell or crawled out. If your ear starts hurting, then go to your doctor. Your work is not important more than your health. Obviously, mate, then work. If your work terminates you due to medical reasons, then call him a lawyer. (laughs) Uh, Another one has poor your eardrum covers too much of your inner ear for it to call through to crawl through um even the smallest roaches are too big there you go it's basically you're all right mate don't worry about it go to the hospital if you're still worried (laughs) i love how he's asked on reddit you know what i mean like go to the doctors dude (laughs) i'm gonna mate now this is a true story not sure how i'm gonna word it Basically, my mate, right, he said to me, he said, because my mates call me Dave, and he said, Dave, I need you to check something for me. And I was like, what? And <laughs> So he unzips his jeans, right? <laughs> and i just seen a massive bulge. <laughs> I don't know how to word. Basically, I saw an inflated object. Let's call it an object. And I said, dude, that does not look normal. What the hell is that? He's like, I don't know, man. I don't. I said, you need to go and see the doctor. He's like, nah, nah, I'll be all right. I was like, just go, man. He wouldn't listen to me. I said, there's something wrong down there, you know, because it shouldn't inflame that big. It looked like an air balloon. (laughs) It was huge. And anyway, I think he left it like that for a while, but a week, I think. And then eventually he went to the doctor and he found out he's got cancer, which is not very funny because, you know, I've, I had to support him through the whole thing. But I wish he'd, if he listened to me before, doctors could have done something. So if you guys ever get any problems, me- like medical problems or even mental mental health is a big, big issue, go and see the doctor. Don't leave it to the last minute. It's a big, big mistake. Big mistake. <laughs> Don't leave things to the last minute. There you go. There you've, you've learned your lesson. Well, I hope he's he's had his answered. He's had his um, 
no stupid questions answered really hasn't he from the other people i think it's time that we actually did a proper a proper story it's weird news story time this one is short and sweet just how i like it today's weird news story is a family get caught driving an ambulance with the emergency lights flashing to do their daily asda shop (laughs) this story comes all the way from the uk in manchester so great manchester police spotted a driver and their family heading into asda in harfury in manchester having parked up a second-hand ambulance in the car park a whole family's gone to do shopping in <laughs> in an ambulance. Oh dear. Let's see what they say. A disqualified driver who was caught taking their family on an Asda shop in an old ambulance. I wonder if he stole it. The former emergency service vehicle had its blue lights flashing as it was driven into the supermarket. <laughs> That's a way to make an entrance an entrance. In Harfury, Manchester. Officers watched as the driver and their family went into Asda at around 10pm on Wednesday, Manchester evening, according to the news. When police managed to track them down, they discovered that the person behind the wheel was a disqualified driver. The vehicle has been seized um, and the driver was arrested, apparently. (laughs) In a tweet, GMP Traffic wrote, This ambulance was reportedly carrying a family when it arrived at hashtag Asda, with the blue lights flashing. (laughs) Occupants promptly went inside to do their shopping. Our divisional colleagues tracked them down and the driver was found to be disqualified and also he was wanted by court. This guy's a criminal. I mean, come on, mate. If you've been banned from driving and you're banned from driving, you're wanted anyway by the police. Why would you go and, like, show off with a big ambulance? <laughs> you know, it's like, hello, I'm over here. That's hilarious. Uh, what else is going on? COVID's gone to, gone to some people's heads, I think. So in a further tweet, they added, XT74 attended and seized the vehicle, which is believed to have been purchased secondhand. The driver's been arrested and now is en route to custody. <laughs> <laughs> apparently last week the mantle of a strangest driving offence story went to a dad who ignored the lockdown and he drove 350 miles with his kids in the car to get a kebab <laughs> before crashing on the way home <laughs> I wonder if he drove to Birmingham get proper kebabs in Birmingham the driver who had no licence or insurance also had his wife in the vehicle when he crashed on the M5 <laughs> near Bristol. <laughs> he told the police that they travelled from Exeter to Coventry to pick up a kebab. Okay, Coventry's close. You get a decent kebab in Coventry. He drove from Exeter to Coventry to get a kebab. <laughs> and on their way home, he smashed the smash occurred. He was fined for various offences, including driving with no licence, or insurance, and he breached coronavirus rules. <laughs> uh, there's crazy people out there, people. Oh, mate, why would you... Oh, I don't even know. That's today's weird news story, anyway. I hope you enjoyed today's episode.
Thank you very much. Keep listening. Keep supporting. Leave me a review and all that other stuff. Take care, guys. I'll see you soon. Uh-huh.